So we are up. We are running the usual preamble beer openings. Ah, nice. That hiss. Subtle. Subtle little hiss. Um, I imagine you've listened to last week's episode already. I did. The spoilers. <laughs> did, spoilers did you enjoy up. the little extra at the end? I did. If, <laughs> if uh, you're listening to this and you uh, stopped listening to our uh, spoilers podcast last week after the long silence at the end, go back. And just listen to the last 10 seconds. Uh, I think what happened is we we paused at one point. Yes, I had lo- I had to look something up. Uh, I'll admit it was I couldn't remember the name of the movie The Usual Suspects. And it drove me mental to the point where I was like, no, we're pausing the podcast, looking this up. And as I'm mumbling to myself, you just uttered this chain of like blabber. Yeah, it was just so perfectly flawless. I couldn't I couldn't live with myself cutting it from our show. It was just like, well, this is getting cut anyway, so I'm just going to use a ton of profanity. I mean, it's nothing bad. It's no slurs or anything no, no, like no. that. But, um, I wouldn't have kept anything like that. It, um, it's, something, it's something I really enjoy. A lot of podcasts I follow do this. They'll leave a little something at the end like that mm-hmm. to the point where there's one podcast, actually two of them, the two by CGP Grey. Yeah. Every time one of them ends, I like pull up my, my phone and check and just watch to see, like, is, it, is it actually done mm-hmm. or is it like paused for a second? Because he might leave in a little something. They're always really good. Oh, it's still cool. It's a little little nugget at little, the at end. At least a little nugget. A little, little beside, uh, beside, behind the scenes. <laughs> beside the scenes. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't behind the scenes. It's okay, besides the scenes is the proper it's way to put beside it. beside the scene. It's so like we're doing year. another one of our midday recordings, so we're going to light on the beers, but uh, the beer. we still grab two each. We grab yeah. two each. It's, uh, we'll see. Um, you know, you got, you got place to be, I got place to be, so. Mm-hmm. Well, you're driving places. I'm going to walk down to the gym and work out for half an hour before I do dishes. Yeah, but probably having two beers or more than two beers would, would not be beneficial after the gym. Uh, before the gym, I mean. No, probably right. Probably right. I, I'm still okay with it, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you do you, eh? It's a free country. It's, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it's, I think it's hotter than... Or almost as probably as hot as it was last time. I'm I'm getting though it's less humid finally, which is nice. Less humid. There's a bit of sure. a breeze, uh, and we are able to actually because we usually record in a closed room in your apartment. Yeah. Uh, we are fortunate enough, and as much as we all love Paula, your fiance, your intended, mm-hmm. your betrothed, um, <laughs> she's not here right now, so we can actually leave the door open and not melt. Uh, yeah, know. that was a oh my god! Last time that was just gross. It was tough. It was definitely a struggle. Like, you get to minute 55, 56, and it's like, all right, we're, we're wrapping up now. We're wrapping you know? up now. Hurry up. And then, like, the show ends, and immediately we both rush to open the door and get out of the room. Uh, now, I've got one of those. I'm in a small apartment, so I've nowhere to put an actual AC unit. So I have one of those little floor ones that isn't super powerful, so my living room is super cool. And when you come into the house, like, my living room is attached to my, like, front hallway, so it's kind of really nice when you walk in. Yeah. But this room and the bedroom, there's virtually no air. So we have two fans. You can I can hear them. He's still behind me. Two like just like Walmart level fans running at top speed at all times in that room, just to keep air moving, in hopes of getting some of the cool air. You gotta do what you gotta do. It's. I wonder if I like rigged up a fan at the end of the hallway to like blow the cold air down the hallway. Be like one of those Rube Goldberg machines. <laughs> Rube Goldberg for cold air. But with air. Yeah. <laughs> Make it into an OK Go music video. <laughs> Exactly where I go every time I think of that. Oh my god. Their music videos have really just like they're amazing. Are they still are they still making music? They did one they're still making music. I think they did a new video not too long ago for a new single. Right. And they shot the entire video on an airplane doing the parabolic uh, dives. You know what this is? Yes. So for listeners, it is uh it's where they practice zero G for astronauts. They basically get a plane to a certain height <clears throat> and it just does think of like a, a graph where it's doing like a perfect like up and down, up and down. So whenever it's going down, it's maybe like 10, 12 seconds of down for a few seconds of up. 
where it's just free falling, so there's zero G. And they have basically set up the music video and timed it so anytime the plane is going back up, they are in their seats or standing or holding on to something so it doesn't look like you ever really see the break. Like, there are points where you're like, I can't tell when there's gravity and when there's not. But then they start throwing around, like, beach balls and, like, confetti. So you start seeing that moving and figure it out. It's... Yeah, I, I guess I haven't seen it. I still obviously think back just to their to their treadmill music video. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, here it goes again. It's just, and it's also just God, good music too. Yeah, they're, like they're they're a band I really do enjoy listening to. They're a band. I mean, listen, I don't know if they would be my top twenty or thirty or fifty bands, but you know, their their music's decent. Decent, definitely decent. I'd say it's decent. Decent. Desties. Uh, I found myself recently because I've just double D. Anyway, go on. Uh, I, I've been out walking more often, which we'll get to in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I just whenever I do dishes, also I tend to listen to podcasts more than I do music. And I'm I don't know what it was the last week or two because I guess every podcast I follow that is gaming took a break because they'd all been doing like RTX or Comic Con or E3. They're all like, hey, we'll take a break at the same time. So I had like a week of no podcast almost. Dead zone. Yeah, so I've been listening to a lot more music, and I just, I realize I tend to go to the same, like, four albums on loop, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's like a really weird, like, uh, I mean, so far it's been the new album from the Avalanches, which we've been playing at work nonstop, so our buddy uh, Alex is well, a huge fan. Our, yeah, our buddy Alex is a huge fan. I guess in my in my sector of, of work, yes. we don't play that as often. No, I've heard but it a few times, once or twice. Have you? Okay. Um, I've heard Frank Sinatra at least a few times, that one. Okay, fair. Probably the best song, probably the best song on the album. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to give it a listen. Um mm. No, but I agree with you. I think when it comes to, like, every every couple months, I shift between some albums. So right now, I mean, Chance the Rapper's new album is still one that I'm that I'm consistently listening through. So. That one, too, again, guys, I don't listen to a lot of rap, but that one's come on at work a few times. And I, I gotta say, I've, I've learned to appreciate it more yeah. than most rap. It's, it's very, very gospel-influenced, which is a bit of a different change. And it's, That's it's, pretty it's cool. It's nice, and it's... Uh, it's just it's it's a solid album. Um, I'm trying to think, Blink One Eighty Two just came out with a new album. Yeah, apparently um, also My Chemical Romance is an album that this September. Yes, the we just hell? just yesterday on their Facebook page they released I mean a video that just says September twenty third two thousand sixteen and no one knows what it is but I think one can only assume. It's I mean, either an album or a reunion tour. I mean, I guess that's what everyone's hoping for. I'm the only person sitting here going like. Maybe he's gonna go back to writing comics again. <laughs> the lead singer of Michael Grimes, I think, yeah, whose he, name uh, Drugway. Yes, penned and wrote an amazing comic series. I always forget the third one's out or not. I always look it up and go like, "Oh, it is out," and like never pick it up, or yeah. it's not out. And I'll look for it again. Uh, called the Umbrella Academy. I have the first two issues. You should definitely borrow them. They're such fun reads. If you're looking for something a little quick, yeah, perhaps. Um, I will. Speaking of which, one of my other favorite artists, uh, Brian hey, O'Malley. Speaking of which. Speaking of which. Anyway, go ah, on. not our subject though. Um, nah. <laughs> I just legitimately use the expression in real life. It Weird. is a ter- it is a term of speech. Yeah, I know. So. I always hear another podcast and go, "They stole our thing." Wait a minute. Shout out. <laughs> we get shout <laughs> we out, get out sh- in so many podcasts. <laughs> we are so uh, popular. Especially on off topic. Apparently, that one loves that one. Yeah. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley. I'm Jasher, and I have a signed copy of uh, my favorite comic of his seconds on the shelf there. Oh. Uh, just announced his uh, next big comic for 2018 already. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's announcing something new from two years from now. Ugh. I would just like to announce uh, in 2046, yeah? 30 years from now, I, uh, I will paint something. I'm holding you to this. Yep. Uh, and I also, I'll be 55. I have the <laughs> smallest, like, weird pet peeve moment the other day it just it keeps hitting me every once in a while and i never bring it up um 
it, nothing to do with you. It's on my. It just reminds me of it on my oh. Facebook. <laughs> That's okay. I, I I don't like events on Facebook. Like it's something like if you send me an invite to an event, mm-hmm. if it is not something I am legitimately going to and need to be reminded of, I hate having it on my event page. Okay. So if I open up events and it's like, oh, we recommended maybe going to this. Uh, indie rap battle going on in like middle of nowhere rural Quebec and I'm like why why is this a thing for me who thinks I want to go to this like maybe someone else would love this but this is not for me and it's uh, always like you have to go into the event and go I'm not interested and are you sure yes before it gets taken off the page and never refreshes properly but I like that page as rare as I use it to have pertinent information the problem is a friend of mine, uh, I don't know if you know Calvin, my buddy Calvin. I've met him a couple times. Yes, I actually, my last podcast I did was with him uh, years ago. Yes, I remember. He invited me on Facebook to his 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> he set up an event for whatever, 20 odd, 30 something years from now for his 40th birthday. Wait, he set up an event 30 years from now for his, he's not 10. Whatever, I, does not 20, check out. 20 something years. I know, I know. Whatever. He's a younger kid, he's like, what, like 20 now? So 20 years from now. Oh, and I didn't it's know so, he was so, a young man. Yeah, yeah it was a, a weird time when I changed uh, topics in college, so all my. Uh, uh, I did that. I mean, when I went back to McGill. Oh, yeah. Uh, for my second degree, a lot of the people I hung out with were like 19, 20, and I was like. Yeah, that's it. I'm hey. like, I'm like 22, 23 sitting in gym class with like three friends, and it's like, yeah, I'm 19. We're going to my, we're going to my, you know, my friend's 20th birthday, and I'm like, my God, your babies. Ultra babies. School babies. Uh, just weird. But it's that thing where like, I always go through my... Like, oh, I got, I got like, two events coming up this weekend. I got a concert coming up I got invited to. Uh, there's this acting class I'm going to go to. And then way at the bottom, it's like 20 whatever. <sighs> Calvin's 40th birthday. And I'm always like, fuck. Like, I want to remove it. But part of me is like, it's been there for like four years. I have to leave it oh, there. God, That's hilarious. Can we talk then about about just RSVPing on Facebook? Yeah. And it's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think I'm one of the better people at doing that. As I, yeah. I really do use the going, maybe going, and not going legitimately. If it's like, if you said, hey, it's my birthday in October. That is correct. October, we're going to go to this bar. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going. And I go, yes, I'm going. If it's like, hey barbecue uh on saturday night i'm like oh okay i'm not sure i'm doing saturday night yet i might have other things going on maybe or if you said hey uh synagogue uh friday morning for the shabbos um <laughs> i would probably say no i'm not what an I'm, example I, I got to, i'm gonna be yeah. out of town <laughs> I'm, a, I'm busy that day with what um and, the sleep and i go back and it's like if the maybe becomes a no or the yes becomes a maybe or i go back and i change it because mm-hmm. I think, especially when someone's trying to plan something, like it's at their house or they're making a reservation somewhere. That's the two big ones. It's pertinent information. Yeah, if I'm doing like, oh, hey, we're all going to go out and get ice cream tomorrow after work, just show up, I don't care. It's mm-hmm. more just to remind you that it's happening and you can say yes, no, maybe it doesn't affect me. That's it. But we recently went to a little dinner for a friend of ours we mentioned last week, Megan, who kicked yeah. cancer's ass, which by the way, the cake they got made for her. Which is the big middle finger emoji and the With breast the, cancer the, little uh, the pink breast uh, cancer ribbon. It's just a it's fuck cancer awesome. cake. Also a really good fucking cake. It's a good cake. I got a piece that was largely fondant, but still good. Even the fondant on this was not bad. Yeah. It was proper fondant, not like the shit yeah. fondant. But uh, yeah. to go back to your point, we had about seven or eight empty seats at the end of the table. Yeah, I think in the end, 23 people going, 17 <laughs> maybes, mm-hmm. which I mean is a huge number. Like there's going to be some discrepancy. Of course. 
But if you say you're going and you know it's a restaurant and they've explicitly stated, hey, we're making a reservation, the day before the, at least a day or two before the event, you should go back and confirm yes or no. Yeah. If, like, I understand, like, you know, I think in the end she ended up booking an extra, like, eight seats more than we needed because there were so many maybes who never uh, confirmed, which is kind of shitty for a restaurant because that's taking away from the restaurant's revenue. I mean, as much as we were the only people there for most of the night, on a busier night, those eight seats could have been another table or two. That's it. And that is a few... And I mean, realistically, I've been to restaurants where I've, I've requested 10 seats, four people show up, and they go, can we take the other half of the table? We're like, yeah, fuck, go. They're not here yet, too bad. But yeah, Facebook events, I mean, as much as it's so informal these days, and I guess we all look at them as something so informal, like, I'm glad I have a friend like you who does look at them a little more seriously. Yeah. And I admit, I'm pretty good at going the maybe route, because I legitimately just don't know, and it's one of those, like, day of a things I will, like, decide if I'm going or not. But if it's a reservation, if it is at someone's home and they're trying to plan something or it's like bring something, I'm going to say yes or it's, no as soon as possible. It's a bit of a respect thing. Unfortunately, we don't need to name names, but we know the people who RSVP to everything and never show up. They're mm-hmm. like unicorns. It's like when they're they actually like do show unicorns. up, it's like, hey, who are you? But you kill them and drink their blood for immortality. At the same time, it's like, I remember when I did... Um, not this past birthday that I did, but the one before that where I did a Facebook event and I just invited, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. I was able, a couple nights before, when I before I called the bar to make the reservation, uh, to go through the list and, like, okay, they're probably coming, they're probably coming, they're probably coming, they're not coming, even though they say they're coming, they're not coming. And I was able to get a pretty good idea, and, and lo and behold, I was, well, actually, no, we needed more tables than, <laughs> than the big table that we got, but still. I was pretty much on point. That's it. Last few years of my birthday, the, the habit has always been small get-together of friends. Like, I'm talking me, the missus, and, like, two to three other couples at the time. And do, like, a dinner somewhere somewhat nice. Like, I'm not going to say, like, a... Uh, no, not a fancy, pantsy restaurant. But, like, you know, we go to, like, a... I, can't, I really can't think of an example right now. Like well, a, whatever. A good Italian place downtown that, you know, takes a reservation mm-hmm. that isn't, like, 90 bucks a plate. Yeah. Well, we'll go somewhere nice, or we'll just go the two of us and do something a little bit exquisite. Um, and then usually, like, the weekend before or weekend after, if I have no other plans or nothing else coming up, and, you know, it's a good time of year, it's not super terrible weather, I'll just do a general Facebook, hey, whatever you want to do, just... I'm not, sometimes I don't even invent, sometimes I'll just post on Facebook being like, hey, Friday night, I'm going to McKibben's. Everyone show the fuck up and get drunk. <laughs> I'm old. Although it occurred to me this year, for the second time in a row... I will be out of town for my birthday because I'll be in Hawaii. Not a bad... Uh... <laughs> it's just, it's weird to think, like, I'm going to be in a magical place for my birthday for the second time in a row. I, you know, I hope you're not phrasing that as a complaint. I mean, no, I would take it's that. just a really weird, like, I know people who, like, travel for their birthday because they like to go do something nice. So they'll hit them in a few months go camping or, like, yeah. they might go to New York or Vegas. But, like, to go to birthday. Hawaii twice in a row... <laughs> A little lucky, I think. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. I would it, say. It's uh, a good little, a... Very nice place, honestly. If you have... If, I mean, like, I, I say, like, you, know, you don't know. But it really is... Like, if you're going to go to the U.S., is it doesn't feel like you're in America. And that's the thing. I like, would imagine. You, it's so it's so distant. It's... And that's it. It's so off the beaten path that anyone who's... We went there pretty much. You meet four types of people. Mm-hmm. Other tourists, obviously. Yeah. Um, people from Japan... Specifically tourists. That makes because sense. it's the closest to Japan from in part of the U.S. And because they are very Filipino in culture, a lot of island nation Filipino, 
there's a lot of common crossover in cuisine, uh, etiquette, and style. Yeah. That, that it's a very comfortable fit for a Japanese tourist in America. I saw Lilo and Stitch. I know how it works over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually very accurate movie. I, I can imagine. It's yeah. pretty accurate. The other kinds of people you find are locals who are usually the island nation people who were native to Hawaii, which are always super chill, super nice, love the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met a park ranger, took us on a tour of the park to show us some of the, the indigenous life uh, near one of the volcanoes, and took us on this really cool, like, off-the-beaten-path that was actually closed to the public, like, by pure luck. That's cool. Uh, I would tell you his name, but it was, like, 38 syllables too long. Super chill guy, though. That's cool. Uh, the other thing you'll find are people from the, the mainland, the U.S., who really just go, I need out. And we met a guy who was a cab driver, and he was like, yeah, no, I used to work in the U.S. I was, like, you know, in California. I worked, you know, and I got into surfing, and I was like, I just don't want to live in the city. I don't want to live in a busy life. I wanted to just get away from it all. So he drives a cab during the, the day and the evening, and when his day's off, he can just go catch a wave and chill on the beach for hours on end, just drinking water and, you know, beers. Drinking water. <laughs> Why? I was just, like, you know, coconut water? I just, just dropped the word Just coconut. drinking water on my day off. That's, that's what I love about my the rest of the week is, is The rest of the week, it's pure milk. Pure milk and Jack Daniels. Um, <laughs> sometimes together. Ooh, that might be a... Would that be a good drink? No. No? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm, you 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 are free to explore that. Um, <laughs> I think I have a bit of both in the house. I just got milk with milk this morning and I got JD a few days ago. Milk and Jack. I don't Well, I mean, think. like, I'm a big fan of um what is the 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 drink with the Where you the, drop the shot into the uh, No no no, um have you ever seen the Big Lebowski? I actually have not seen the Big Lebowski. Um Again, overrated movie a little bit. I understand why it's popular. I think it was a fun view, but not one I would go back to regularly. Uh, but white Russians are his drink of choice. And oh, that okay, is milk, yeah. Kahlua, and vodka. That's true. So, I mean, milk and alcohol does work. I just don't feel like JD would be the best combo. No, I don't think so, because at least vodka is water-based. Yeah, I guess. Whereas JD and other whiskey is, you know, yeah, not. Sure. I don't know. I'd be curious to look up some recipes. I'm sure someone's done it before me. Probably. Every time I got really incredibly drunk at a party once and uh, stood up on a table, uh, did start a fire doing so because I knocked over the pan that had all the uh, bacon grease in it because we're making bacon at two in the morning at a party. Oh, why not? Uh, so I started a grease fire in the kitchen, which I put out promptly. As I gave a speech of how we needed our own local drink, so I created the White Canadian, which is basically a white Russian with a shot of maple syrup in it. How was that? Surprisingly really good. Was it good because it was good, or was it good because you're already drunk? I've gone back to it since. Oh, all right. I like a, I like a sweet cocktail once in a while, and the White Russian already, because Kahlua is a very sweet alcohol. Kahlua is very sweet, yes. So just adding a little maple flavor to it, I wouldn't even if you even just did that. I mean, have you ever seen the Brown Cow, which is a variation with chocolate milk versus standard milk? Yeah. Just getting that, like, have you ever seen that? They sell the maple syrup milk here in Canada sometimes. I have not seen that. Uh, I think it's Naturel sells it. It's, um, actually, Javi U, apparently, the one in the mall. Yeah. Has it as like an option. You go to like put milk hmm. in your coffee. They have like uh, creamer, one percent, two percent whole, and this one. Okay. And it's basically just two percent milk with maple syrup flavoring. I don't know if it's actually maple syrup. Right. But uh, no, it's fun. It adds a little bit of sweetness to it. Hmm. I mean, white Canadian. So it's it's milk, Kahlua, vodka, and a shot of maple syrup, and a shot of maple syrup, that and you, you drink it late at night with bacon. <clears throat> Made made with bacon. Okay, that's just we made. You make bacon in proximity to it, so you also have bacon. That afterwards. is so not kosher. <laughs> what milk and bacon? That's clean, not the white Jewish. <laughs> the white Jewish. Or the white the white Jewish having it. The white Jewish. What about you? Probably hey, have. hey. Uh, the white Jewish. If, if if there was a drink called the white Jewish, take out the maple syrup, yeah. put in a shot of manischewitz. 
Ooh, interesting. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's maybe something else that I'm forgetting. Like, no, because everything else is like f- solid food. Has to be made by a rabbi, though. Has to be blessed by a rabbi. Yeah, I guess. I'm just picturing a rabbi now, like in like yeah, so rolled boy, up yeah. white sleeve T-shirt with like the pious and like the the tefillin sticking out, like yeah, the whole everything. deal going on, but just mixing a cocktail at a bar. Oi, enjoy! What do you think they do in Tel Aviv? <laughs> I've been told that Tel Aviv and like places in Israel that are really not yeah. heavy religious. No, it's it's like people go to Israel and they expect to see just all those Orthodox Jews walking around. It's really not like that. No, like I worked in California for summer and a lot of the staff ended up being people who'd finished their tour in the military. Those who don't know in Israel, you are required to take mm-hmm. military time. Uh, I think for men it's three years, for women it's one. I think so. You can choose to do more, and a lot of times it becomes a career for a lot of people. Well, because Israel's military. We know how Israel's military is. Yeah, it's not, it's not such that subject with a fantastic pole. Yeah, it's not, um, that's not our, our no, area. No, not our area. Uh, but I, I ended up meeting a lot of them, and a lot of them were not heavily religious. They were not kosher. They didn't uh, follow any of their prayers. They like, did none of it. But all of them were super Zionistic. They all really believed Israel was the motherland. Like, that was their land. Like, this fight was completely in their right to, like, win. Again, a topic I don't want to dig into, but just, like, when you picture someone from Israel, you picture extremely Jewish and loving Israel. That's not how it is. Israel part is true, but the the being Jewish part really isn't part of it. It's kind of weird. You know, it's the same thing as, like, if you go to India and you expect to just see dudes in turbans. I just want to find Ganesh. Yes. But it's like going to India and, like, expecting to see people just everyone wearing turbans. You probably have some very, very secular non-religious people there same mm-hmm. same as you would in, in a lot of places maybe like not in like a Saudi Arabia where anyway the, we, we stick to the more light stuff the, <laughs> the, 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 the intense political religious stuff is for other people to, to deal yeah. with we are people, not um, people with PhDs and smarts people or with Fox PhDs News PhDs and Fo- yeah Fox 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 uh, Bill, seen- Bill Maher and such and- <laughs> again we, oh, we kind of get away from politics uh, did you see any of the amazing tweets about the speeches the other night all the Republican candidates. Uh, the best thing that I saw was because obviously the rumor was that well the rumor the, the the big story is that Trump's wife Donald Trump's wife oh god yes copied Michelle Obama's speech so mm-hmm. in fact I retweeted uh, this it was not just like a person it was the I guess official Twitter account for the MLA styling the mm-hmm. MLA citation style and uh, let's see if I can find it. I'm going to Okay, no, you I did see this go find it, it was a good quote. Yeah. Uh, someone actually if you look it up online put up a video of their two speeches side by side. Yeah. And it is literally, literally verbatim. The, the the beats are off by like a millisecond or two because yeah. Millennia whatever her name is Millennia, can't yeah. speak English properly. She's got an accent. But essentially <laughs> MLA style just wrote avoiding plagiarism. It's easy with the MLA's free online guidelines. <laughs> and it's like okay. Everyone knows what's going on here. Yeah. I, I loved um, a few of the things I saw was the uh, picture of her writing staff, and it was a picture of Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, yes. Uh, there, there was one where she, it was a picture of her with a written apology to Michelle Obama. It was just a quote from Purple Rain. <laughs> and then someone was like, other quotes attributed to uh, M- Milena. Whatever, whatever, what the fuck is her name? Millennia? Is it Millennia? I feel Mil- it's like Millennia. Mil- Mil- Manila? M- M- Manila. <laughs> she's just an envelope full of other people's work um, <laughs> or the capital of the Philippines <laughs> I don't know what her name it doesn't whatever matter whatever the fuck her it name is it doesn't matter what uh, her name is she just plagiarized and it was horrible but some of the memes from that night were great someone had a uh, I think it was Will Whedon tweeted the um, elite copy of um, Ted Cruz's speech and it was just the famous letter from the Zodiac Killer <laughs> <laughs> 
Or we uh, still don't have proof that he's. Uh, he's not. It's such an overplayed joke, but I love that one for some reason. Well, you know, the band Third Eye Blind was playing a show in Cleveland, right where the RNC was, and they just went off on like. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's a bit of a divisive issue. I don't think we have time to get into that. No, because we do want to dig into our topic today. I'm surprised we haven't uh, gotten into it already. To oh, be it's, it's been a fight. I think everyone knows it's coming. We were gonna like we well, talked about I, it last week. I mean, you week. also know the episode is titled, right? They can read it. Okay, well. Whatever. Unless you put a fake title. And they saw my Facebook you. post, and it just came out in Canada, so it's very apropos. So. Speaking of which. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Surprisingly, this was my topic choice this week. It was definitely one that I wanted on the list. Which, by the way, you saw my addition to the list, right? I haven't. I'm gonna look at it right now. Don't say what it is. Just react to it. I won't. We'll, I won't say. Well, what I'd it say. Is, we so right away, my anything. little preamble. Pokemon Go. We are not gonna go into mechanics. There We're not gonna go into. <laughs> His suggestion, Why, I just though? put it up. Uh, he suggested it. We'll okay. discuss it better later. I guess so. <laughs> All right. So, mechanically, we're not going to get into it because every podcast I follow is wrong, and I'm sure even myself, as the insane nerd I am, will have some mistakes in my speech if I do that. We're going to talk about the effect it has had on us personally, Thank what we've seen in the world. Yeah. And we have some feedback from people that I really do enjoy. That's it. I think by now, a lot of people know a little bit about how the game works. And if you really have questions, tweet at me or check the That's subreddit, Pokemon R, Pokemon You can uh, find so Go. many articles online on how it works. I think we wanted to talk about the cultural... The um, impact it's the had, The impact yes. it's had, because I think... That would be a nice thing. That's that's at least what I had in mind when I, when I suggested it, when I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Because just sitting here and saying, oh, well, you go walk around and you catch Pokemon with your GPS and... Like, that's not interesting to listen to. No, what's interesting is what it's done. And I think from a personal level, I am not the most in-shape person. I have started going to the gym. I have a wedding coming up. I'm trying to be a little more healthy. I'm avoiding snacks and larger portions. That's good. But I mean, at the end of the day, my end of day is, cool, Paul's going to bed, or, oh, I have the night to myself. I'm going to play some Overwatch, jump on Destiny, watch some TV or movies. No, now, and for the last eight to ten days, I have been going for an hour to three hour long walks every damn night. Mm Mm-hmm. Even last night, Paul went to bed at like half past midnight. I stayed out till almost 1.30. I literally left the house at about, a, you know, 12-something, got in around 1-something, catching Pokemon, hitting up Pokestops and gyms. I a few guys in my areas I know who play also I see on their bikes, so I usually chat with them a little bit. Yeah. And I meant to the big thing, but I have been getting out of the house and walking. I have the, the Apple Watch, and it does your little, like, fitness tracking there. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a long time, I, got, I, I have notifications for off for most of it. But I do have it set to tell me if I achieve something, the little medals they have. And for the first time since, I honestly think Hawaii last year to be the walk, a walking and touristy stuff. It makes sense. Did I get the notification for a perfect week of exercise? There you go. Even going to the gym. I, I, I track my workouts. I only maybe get one or two days at the gym in a week. Three if I'm really trying. But this has had me fill those rings. Has had me hit my exercise and workout, my calorie burn goals doubly so most days for the last 10 days consecutively i mean if anything can make me do this yes the gamification yes i'm a fan of pokemon from years now that's a huge thing in my opinion i think so i think um i mean for me i don't i probably don't use it as often or as as much as you do so i don't go on these hour two hour long walks but by all means anytime i'm out somewhere i'll at least check in and see if there's anything cool in the area, I'll go look for it. And if I can't find it, you know, it's, it's not like a whole thing. It's too bad. So sad, but I don't know. It, it's cool. Like after last week's episode, we went out 
Yeah, for we a went walk. out for a we pretty long up, walk. Uh, yeah, met yeah. up with Fred. Met up with Fred, but just even then, even with like before, after Fred, like how many people, how many random people, strangers, did we end up just talking to? We literally, I think this is the example I wanted to bring up. There was a girl who literally came out going, oh, who put the, the lure on one of the stops here to get more Pokemon? And I was like, oh, that was me. And she goes, oh, thanks. I was literally getting into bed at one in the morning, saw the lure and said, oh, why not? And yeah. got dressed and came out. Literally, she walked all along. Like, I remember she was yeah, out there she, with I us. think she said she pointed her house was like a block away. But that was like, wow. The fact that someone could be like, I mean, there's the, the positive and negative side to that. Like, yes, you should get some sleep. Don't stay up till four in the morning every day. Right. But the fact that she was like, hey, someone's out in the park playing. They've left this lore where I can get more Pokemon now. Why not go out and see who was there? And we chatted. We walked around. You mm-hmm. know, someone spotted an Eevee. So we all walked towards it together as a group trying to find it. Which to, I think is the quote I love the most was, hey, where'd Fred go? Oh, she's out that way tracking an Eevee for us. And then just like that moment of like, yeah, if like four, if like seven-year-old Drew could hear me say that, the tears, that would just be like the tear, <laughs> that smile of like, we made it. We made it. <laughs> so I did want to go over some of the things that have come up positive and negative. Yeah, no, I think it's important to, to, to look at both sides. Yeah, because, and I still feel it's really biased because I feel like, um, Paula, for example, is not gotten into the game yet. Not a huge fan. I saw her tweets about it. But I think I may have talked her into maybe trying it, like going on a short walk somewhere not super exciting, like just down by the water so we can stop, look at the view, and maybe catch a Pokemon or two. Shannon has the game. Oh, Shannon started playing Shannon's it too? Shannon's got the game. Nice. Yeah, she gave into the hype. That said, I'm talking to get Paula, which is feeling a little better. Maybe go for a walk with me. Just, but you know. yeah, I think if we were to summarize it, like, well, we don't have to summarize right now. We still got some time, but... Obviously, the positive aspects are the social, mm-hmm. exercise, you know. I think just people enjoying themselves, getting out, meeting other people. I don't know, just going to a place that we didn't think was, was possible, I think. Or we didn't... Like, when I was playing Pokemon Blue, <laughs> uh, my brother and I will argue this because he thinks he had Pokemon Blue. I think I had Pokemon Blue. Um, we're, we're still at a debate. Did you um, ever catch a Mew? Did you ever call? I don't remember, but I know I had Pokemon Blue. I know <laughs> I had the Blastoise. He had Red. But anyway, when I was out there playing Pokemon Blue as, you know, a young, young person, young guy. A young man? Young, young man. <laughs> a young man. Um, <laughs> did I ever imagine that I would actually be out walking around and get, probably getting as close or almost as close as, as ever thought possible to actually living out the reality, or the, the uh, I'm using air quotes, reality of being a Pokemon trainer. I mean, until we hit the point where, like, a Google Glass-like system of AR is implemented in a, a way that the world uses it as much as they use a phone. Or until we genetically modify animals to actually become Pokemon. Whichever one of those two comes first, both equally likely. Equally likely. This is pretty damn close. Yeah. The fact that, I think it was the night we had gone for that walk after the last episode, we had spotted an Onyx on our radar. Yeah. Uh, we tracked a little bit, but it was like, you know, it's like, what it was almost like two in the morning. You had to get home. And I was like, you know what? I'm not that in love with Onyx. I can, I can live without him. I've caught one since actually. Ah, well, Hatched an egg, but. And the next day at work, one of our colleagues saying, yo man, did you see the Onyx last night? It was like two in the morning and me and Rachel were like about to go to bed and we spotted We were going for a walk trying to find it. And I'm just like, yeah, we were a block from your apartment and did the exact same thing. <laughs> like this weird sense of community of like mutual hunting. You didn't work yesterday, did you? Uh, yeah, I did. But at night. At the evening, okay. So early that morning, uh, one of our coworkers, Billy, walks into the back of the store, looks at me and like four people he knows is playing, goes, everyone open your phones, give me your phones now. Took our phones, opened up and go and ran out the door. 
And we all kind of just like pause like the fuck just happened. He comes back and goes, you all have Porygons now. Incredibly rare Pokemon. He yeah. found it in the mall on his break, ran back to the store, got all of our phones because we knew we couldn't go and we'd lose it if not. Yeah. And went out and got it for us. Damn, I wish I was there. I feel really bad. It was like a few That's people okay. missed it. It was, uh, it was Alex too. Alex uh, gave him his phone back and goes, you have no Pokeballs, Alex. I can't catch it. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just no. sitting there on his screen like... <laughs> Why? Why? Why um, does this happen? No, Someone else told think it ran away, but it was just like... It. Those weird moments of community. And I mean, if you're following the Reddits, you're hearing tons of stories of people being like, I'm overweight and I don't go out. I never go out or I'm antisocial. I work from home. And here I am going on walks. Here I am meeting people. There was a few stories, and again, grain of salt, it's Reddit, who knows who, what, how true things are. Some dude was saying he ran into a chick trying to catch a Squirtle near his place. They ended up chatting uh, about how they used to both play Pokemon when they were kids and how no one really gets it anymore. And they, they're kind of like, they do this in secret, their friends don't get it. And they went on a date or two. Well, that's cool. And someone was joking, like, fuck Tinder, we have Pokemon Go. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll quote, like, first of all, I should mention our friend Quinn. Wrote a really, really good blog post. What is his website, by the way? I don't know it. It's it's not his website. Okay. It's a site called Medium, uh, where you can write a blog, any blog post, and post it up there. Hmm. I actually have done it once um, as well. Um, I've never heard of this. It's so intriguing. But you can check my Twitter account. I retweeted Quinn's blog. He does it every now and then. He's a very good writer. Um, But yeah, it's Hmm. cool. Check out medium.com. It's pretty much just, it's like Reddit, but specifically for blog posts. You can find some really cool stuff on there. You can find my blog post on there about reaction videos, Ooh. which is really cool. Um, I will go read both of those in the next little while before I edit this show. You should. But what he says is, unlike platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, however, this one lures its users away from their air-conditioned basements and out into the real world, where they are invited to form strong alliances and friendly rivalries relating to one another <laughs> on a distinctly human level. Yeah, it's a rivalry. It's very fun. Yeah. You traitorous blue bastard. Yeah. Yeah. It broke my heart, man. <laughs> installed the game for you. you Carol know? installed the game for me. We all went yellow. You Carol. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyway. Um, but the, the, the point is that this definitely gives a whole new meaning to social media. And it, it really is, because it's, it's social. Nothing is... You're not portraying yourself. You're not posting what you're doing where you are. I mean, yes, you'll go to Twitter after the fact and you catch and get a good catch. But it really is a chance to be social. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we've seen the downside of this as well with the uh, muggings. With the muggings. Um, to I be specific, that's... there was a few people dropping lures in shadier areas later in the night, hoping to catch people out for late night walks down darker alleys or less frequented areas. I believe in the end only two muggings were reported. And I believe they were all caught. And they were caught. Yeah. There was someone else who apparently out in a park made a comment to somebody about the game thinking they were also playing. And this other person was not all there and ended up stabbing this dude. Okay. In the shoulder. uh, The dude then continued his walk to finish his incense uh, and catch a Bulbasaur before going to the hospital to report it. That's hardcore. Hardcore, I gotta say. Um, Rosie Bell gets shot, gives a speech, gets stats, catch a Bulbasaur. Equal. Of course, you know, there's always the things of people maybe driving and doing it. Which, can I just say now, <sighs> my biggest pet peeve with this is, it's bad. Yes, do not drive and play Pokemon Go. Do not drive and be on your phone, though. Exactly! It, like, even with muggings, even with, you know, all these bad things that people are claiming, you know, there's people just walking around with their head buried into their phone... 
it's not a uniquely Pokemon Go issue. It's no. If it wasn't Pokemon Go, it would be just Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or text messaging or anything like that. That's it. You cannot just say, "Oh, Pokemon Go has made everyone into zombies." It hasn't. This is how the world is. A little There's bit right a lot now. of users, so it's become very apparent very quickly. Yes. But I would say on my average walk from my store to the uh, lunchroom or to the food court in my mall, if I'm texting and walking, I will walk into somebody or stumble or miss something. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go, not yet. It doesn't require you to look at your screen consistently. You, you can hold it in your battery saver mode and you feel a vibration and that's when you know you sort of... And then you stop. Or if you're smart, you stop. Um, what was I going to say? My prediction, just with any, as with any trend... Mm-hmm. As with any game or anything like that, a lot of the people playing right now will not be playing this game in a few months. Some will. I would agree. I'd and say a good amount will. Probably more than most, like, an, like it's probably more than Angry Birds. You're still going to still see people going around, depending on what updates come, how the game changes. But I would say at least 50% of the people playing now are playing it now because it's new and everyone else is doing it. That's it. Like, they I think will, I, you said it last week, too. Likely in a month from now, you might not be playing <laughs> I, I might be. I who think know, I still will be, but... I think I'll be in this to the long run. I think I've committed. I'm what a lot of mobile developers refer to as a whale. Uh, the person who just is the the one who will... I'll put five bucks in every few days to pick up a few extra items. Uh, you know, I will go on that longer walk, or I will take that detour to find something. You know, I will... And as Yelp has developed the ability to actually track what restaurants near you also have Pokestops available to you. Damn. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen this. In the US, Yelp updated when you're reviewing a restaurant now and you have like the extra options like uh, do they offer valet? Do they offer indoor-outdoor? Uh, do they have like AC? Like all those little extra like check marks. One oh, of them is Pokestop. can you reach a Pokestop? Wow. And you can actually now on the US only version of Yelp you can sort within the US for Pokestops. That's crazy. I mean... I think the other negative thing that people have about the game are a lot of our, a lot of our colleagues who are not really big fans of the game mm-hmm. are people who are a little bit older, and so their era was not Pokemon. Their era was you know GI Joe, mm-hmm. uh, Captain America. That's it. It's like we were a generation that grew up with Pokemon. Yeah, I know people playing who are older that don't really get Pokemon. Yeah. I actually installed it for a lady yesterday who was easily in her 80s. That's... Her, her request. She was like, can you install that Pokemon game for me? And I'm like, really? Okay. I want to catch Kabuto, dearie. Kabuto. I don't know. I fucking spawned one of the day and it got away. I'm so mad. Uh, it's okay. I had a... I think I had a Nitto Queen or a Nitto King near me at one point. I did actually catch one yesterday, but uh, it was really weak and shitty. <laughs> did not catch one. I didn't find it. Anyway. It, it's... Yeah. I think a lot of it is a, a generational thing. It's like if... I don't know, I can't even think of, of an equivalent uh, for an older generation, but I guess maybe a younger generation had like a Yu-Gi-Oh thing where on your phone you can battle people or you can do that. Yeah. That would be something that younger people would maybe do. Or, I don't know, like some sort of Pog thing. <laughs> digital, for, digital iPhone Pog. Digital iPhone Pog. You just slam your iPhone onto the ground. We've seen a lot of those posts too, the broken phones, or someone actually apparently reported seeing a guy trying to like flick the Pokeball forward to catch something and like launch his phone out of his hand into the ocean. Oh, God. God. I guess, no, I guess my argument to that, to people who are saying, look at all this bad stuff that's happening, is that bad stuff will happen. It's not Pokemon Go that makes that bad stuff happen. It's people not being smart. That's it. I mean, thinking rationally. I feel like people have drawn comparisons in the past to, like, 
you blame a person, not the thing. Like, whenever there's something terrible in the news and they go, oh, it's because the guy plays Call of Duty. No, it's because the guy was unstable. That's it. If, if someone was Someone gonna... got into a car accident and they were playing Pokemon Go, it could have been Tinder, Twitter, Facebook, texting. If they're playing Pokemon Go and they drive, they probably also text or they're more liable to. If someone mugged someone with Pokemon Go, they were going to mug someone with something else. That's it. It's uh... just that that's how people are. It's you, you, of course, you're going to use something that's there and new and available to carry it out. And I will say for all of this negative, which really coming down to it has been one or two car accidents, which is shitty. One or two people getting mugged. Or the occasional, like, it's, like, it's small time stuff. It's no more than what already is likely happening. It's just getting attention because the game is new. I have found um, one more source of negativity that people, and it's sort of just, you're an adult, why are you playing, you know, video games, or why are you playing Pokemon? It's like, that one I don't even... No, because like, the response to that one to me has always been, Okay, yeah, no, I'm playing a game regardless that it gets me going out of the house and meeting people and hanging out with friends and being social and getting exercise. How many levels of Candy Crush have you beaten again? Oh, yeah, 364? Get the fuck out of here. Candy Crush, People People play fucking video games regardless of their age. Yes, this is one that is primarily targeted at a younger audience. I'm not going to sit here and try to defend that. But, and again, as someone who has been playing Pokemon since the beginning, have continued the whole way through... They do have tournaments where they actually do raise money and give out prizes, and they do divide into junior and master division based on age, and the people who win the master division are ages 18 to 30. That's it. It's just... That is an age group. It's... I don't know. Ah, there was a really, really good... Someone shared on Facebook a really, really good quote from Pendulette. It was a long quote, so I obviously don't remember a lot of it, but it was sort of essentially that same idea, is that we don't criticize people for doing something let's say like i don't know reading or practicing i don't know practicing juggling or doing this hobby or doing that hobby as much as we criticize someone for playing video games when really it's an equal type of time dedication as any of those other hobbies and i mean in the world we're in too and i know we want to get to esports eventually yeah is playing video games is becoming less of a hobby and more of a career in some places I mean, we have friends who stream video games live now and have been able to leave their jobs or go from full-time to part-time or even, like, Ubering when they need the money, but otherwise they sit at home for hours and stream and make their profit. They pay their rent. They get their groceries done off of gaming. I mean, we we talk about them so much. Rooster Teeth, they're a company that really started all around a series called Red vs. Blue, which is an online called uh, what's known as Machinima, which is when you use video games to create almost like a television show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so they created a series based off Halo 2 at the time. I think it was Halo 1 originally. They really started it might with have one. been Halo. Okay, well anyway, Halo the Halo series, and that's still going. That They have 14 seasons now. Yeah, and it, now they're this huge company that not only um, has a bunch of different shows, has a bunch of different sectors. They made their own feature film. They made a card game. They have they an have, anime now. They have an anime. Um, they had a Kickstarter project for, like I said, the card game. They have a bunch of merchandise. They're doing documentaries a lot now. I they still have, have to watch that. They're out, doing documentaries. They have their own convention. They, um, they have podcasts. And now they have a weekly episodic television series. Well, not television, but online series. Online TV-like series. TV-like with, like, like series. high level, like, I compare it to the Walking Dead production. And obviously that's not always going to be the case. But, I mean, even guys like PewDiePie. 
He is the most subscribed to YouTube, YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Make has the largest profit from playing games online and from YouTube in general. And it's just it's reacting to video games and playing video games online. Yeah, it's the same way. You know, not every stand-up comic is gonna be you know Louis C.K. or you know George Carlin or. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I wanted this one colored comic in there. Thank Sorry. you. Thanks I felt a little weird, like picking the old white guys here, dude. Sorry, I, I could, I couldn't think as much. Two it's of also the though. same way to say that no, not everyone who make who tries to make a living out of video games is going to be a PewDiePie or a Rooster Teeth or a you know, I guess I could say Brown Man now at this point. Yeah. Um, the validity is still there, and so to to criticize people for being playing video games, not only does it not work on that level, it just doesn't work on the sense of like yeah. You play Bejeweled. Yeah. You play you play Tetris. You play Pac-Man at the arcade. You play uh, you play Madden, probably, with your friends. It's like, what does it matter? Yeah, you found something that's entertaining and you enjoy doing and is actually in a bigger picture world, possibly a positive thing for your own future. Uh, I did want to bring up um, a few quotes before we get too far off them. Yeah, go for it. Uh, one was my friend Lil, and I made a call. She commented saying, like, a good Canadian, I waited for the game to release. I caught myself a Charmander. I'm very happy. And I. it looks like she won't be playing it a lot. I know her boyfriend Dean's a little more into it. Right. He's been playing a little longer. But again, I don't see other than being the type to be like me going on walks every day for it. Okay. But I commented back at Lil. I know she's some, her and her boyfriend love going on hikes. And I said, like, oh, you're not going to try on your next hike together. And I really got to say I'm embarrassed at my own comment because of her response. And saying, no, we haven't tried. Our last hike was before the official release. But sometimes hikes are to escape technology. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I did go on a, uh, that, that hike, the one I mentioned last time where I conquered uh, Tremblant and almost died. Mm -hmm. A walk like that, I my phone came out, I think, at the end to take a photo. Yeah. And like maybe once to check the time, I had my watch on me at the time. That's it. But that's the kind of event where I wouldn't play Pokemon Go. I'm going on a hike. I'm going to explore nature. I'm going to go have fun. That's it. My honeymoon. We're going to go to Hawaii. We're going to go on great walks. I don't plan on bringing my, my thing with me. You know, if I'm going to go for a walk around Dorval, the same four streets over and over again, to play, I'll do that. Yes, I might go a little further. And I do like, and someone brought this up as well, is Pokemon has a lot of these things called Pokestops. Yeah. Which are generally landmarks. Generally. And they have actually caused me to look at things I've never seen before. Uh, I'll give an example. I ended up at a restaurant with my brother the other morning for brunch. And I opened the app up to show it to him because he was asking about it. And I, he's like, what's that little blue thing? What's a Pokestop? And so you spin it and you get items. And... And he goes, like, well, what is it? Like, why is it here? And I go, well, here it says it's the mural of Lightning God. And I'm like, what the hell? That's a really cool concept. And I click on it. It shows you a picture of what it is. And I'm like, wait, where is this? And we, after brunch, went for a little walk around the corner to find out catch right where it is because they're kind of general GPS locations. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being on the, it was a Bell building, like one of their offices or their right. like, uh, server rooms or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> it, one of their server rooms, whatever it is. It was a mural of, like, a Greek god holding lightning, like, throwing it down. It was this nice, like, stone-carved, like, you know, mosaic mural. And I was like, wow, I never in a million years would have peeked around these trees to see this. But here I have. Uh, people point out, um, one of my favorite artists in Toronto, one of his murals is actually called Pokestop. And he's like, I, I keep getting tweets about it, and I love it. Hmm. The other one, too, with the Pokestops, uh, again, being a spot that kind of summons people together, is it's been incredible for businesses. Yeah. There was a guy who literally posted on Reddit as like a, one of the memes you'll see the, um, what was it? The, not the, the, the confession bear. Yeah. Where someone will confess something usually a little like, I'm like, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I do this. And he put one up being like, there's a Pokestop within reach of my, uh, my cafe, my coffee shop. 
and I've been using in-game currency, like I've been paying money to the app to get in-game currency to buy Pokemon Lords that summon more Pokemon to the stop in my restaurant, and I've doubled my proceeds in the last six days. Like, I've literally had double go. the traffic. Du- and this is amazing. I mean, it's difficult to say that right now it's hard to really say what this means going forward. But I mean, like, if I opened a restaurant and they gave me the option to put a Pokestop in my restaurant or nearby that I could mm-hmm. reach, I would do it. Because I know right now, at least, that would bring people in. Yeah. Like, you're seeing on Yelp. I would legitimately, if my brother and I are going to the U.S. next week, we're just going to take a little road trip and he has to pick up some records and... I really want IHOP because fucking I love IHOP. Oh, I love IHOP. Fantastic if place. Really, it was there's an IHOP here or an IHOP 30 more minutes down the road, but has a Pokestop near it. If I know which one I'm going to. <laughs> My brother too started playing. He's very, very casual. Like he's caught maybe he's only like a few levels in. But the two of us would make that choice in a heartbeat. And I know that sounds so silly. Well, we've made the decision next time we go out for drinks is to go to the <laughs> bar near us that's a Pokestop. Yeah, like there's only a few bars near where we work, but that's the one we usually go that's to. The one we usually it's go a Pokestop. To. So while you're sitting there having beers, you could spin and go. Uh, what was one? One bar put up a promotion and it was, um, there was a gym in their bar or near enough to their bar. And they basically said, when you pay your tab, if your team controls the gym, 10% off your order. That's cool. So people are playing so and fighting and rushing in. a huge marketing opportunity. Um. Yeah. Like I think it just released in Japan this morning. Actually, lucky we did this today. Uh, and one of the reasons it got delayed in Japan until now was they were working out the deal with McDonald's. Yeah. Every McDonald's in Japan, or at least supported ones, will be gyms and will have special promos based on you, your team in the gym or your Pokemon in the gym. That's crazy. Uh, and they like, there's been rumors of other things that people have been going to the code of the app and finding other stuff like this. There's also, yeah, I mean, those are going to be region-specific Pokemon, so the rumor yeah, well, is that trading is going to be opened up soon. Yeah, and even now, have you noticed the, the region-specific stuff? Have you seen this yet? No. It's pretty vague. It's continental right now. Okay. Uh, Tauros in North America, Farfetch in Asia, Mr. Mime in Europe, and Kangaskhan in Australia. South America doesn't have the app yet, and it looks like everything's been accounted for besides those ones, so there might not be anything special. I feel like we got the wrong of the deal there. I really, I, honestly, I prefer Taurus, Mr. Mind, Mr. Mind, creeps the fuck out of me. I would have loved a, a Farfetch, though. Yeah, I know. Cool. You can still get from eggs, apparently, and if trading does open up, there's going to be ways around it, I I'm imagine sure. it will. Like, you can't, I mean, yes, as much as we'd all love to just travel the world and look for Pokemon, it's not the most uh, realistic. No, so like, I think taking down that barrier would be mm-hmm. great to allow everyone to catch them all, but... Uh, yeah, Obviously, I, like, no I like the idea of some exclusivity. Yeah, for sure, but trading for sure. So yeah, no, yeah they, they have announced it's coming. Um, I, and obviously no one's found any of the legendary birds yet. Or me or me too, but they are officially in the coding. Yeah. Or ditto. Or ditto. No one's found Weirdly, a ditto. Weirdly, like, he's just not in there. We're not sure what's up with that yet. There, apparently there's a ditto, but... Yeah, they, they've, ha- ditto. they've opened up the game enough to show like the data you can see that. Yeah. Um, running low on time, but I do want to go to a little bit long and to say... Some of the positive stuff, besides just the businesses, um, aside from the personal and the meeting people and the social, I mean, you're hearing some of these great stories, people really getting out there and trying new things and meeting people and going out with friends. I mean, people have posted pictures almost every night of local parks and stuff like that. Yeah. That, like, I mean, like, you think of Central Park in New York. I've been there. It's a busy place. There's people. Yeah. But it's not, it's not crazy. I have yet to see a night where that park has not been to the brim with people playing. People are like saying like, oh yeah, no, me and the same group of 80 people meet up every night between 10 and 1 a.m. at this one park bench 
where you can reach five Pokestops, and we hang out, we swap stories, we chat. There was an event in, I think it was Chicago yesterday, mm-hmm. where over 800 people showed up to hang out and play Pokemon Go together. The servers were down, of course. Yeah. But 800 people. I mean... In a single city, showed up to play together. Even in Montreal... That that's happening now is that you, you see a couple hundred people hanging out in like Olympic Olympic Park. Yeah. Uh, just people are getting out there and they're doing it. And I I'd like to imagine that the the vast majority of people are smart enough not to get in other people's way. You know. There's there's definitely gonna be the like there's huge crowds. It gets busier. Yes. Yeah. Paula sent me a video. Showed me a video today. One of her friends uh, out in the old port, or no, at water, sorry, at water uh, market. Right. And they were like, they were sitting there like filming themselves, like freaking out. Like people were just rushing, like mob mentality. And it's like, what? And she's like, it's clearly they're all playing Pokemon Go. I can see their phones. Something rare must have popped up or someone said, oh my God, I found it, whatever. And everyone ran towards it. Well, the oratory, the rumor there is you catch Dragonite there. Really? Yeah. I found one near Atwater once, but I couldn't catch it. Hmm. Uh, but uh, maybe I have a day off today. I know where I'm going now. There just, you go. Just saying. It's a thought. Just uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, there's been a few like there's a Montreal like uh, there's a Montreal Montreal Go subreddit now that actually does a lot of tracking too, which is cool. Oh nice. A lot of cities have this. Yes. But, and I understand the fear of like I don't necessarily want to go. Like I wouldn't mind myself going once to one of those bigger locations that have a lot of common Pokemon or like hard to get Pokemon and meet some people. But for something like. Paula, who isn't a huge fan and doesn't want to get stuck in a crowd of a thousand people at 11 at night, I'm much happier just, you know what, walk down the water along the lakeshore here in Dorval, or, you know, stop and talk to some people if they're also playing, stop and take some cute photos around some of the nicer sites, and there are some nice landmarks, Mm -hmm. go get an ice cream or a burger down the street. That's it. Well, you know what, every every few feet, we, every, honestly, not even that much, honestly, it's not that overpopulated here. Yeah. I go for my walk every night to my little, like, half-hour loop. I maybe stop like six times. Yeah. There's not that much. You Oh, there's something there. Catch. Good. Keep going. Or you have my night last night where like six Pokemon ran for me and I was ready to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it was safe to say that I, th- I think coming in, people knew that we would be a little more positive. Oh, yeah. I don't think we were going to surprise anybody as the, the two slightly nerdy guys and one of which is incredibly nerdy has a Pokemon tattoo would be positive towards this app. Yeah. Yeah. But... I, I do legitimately believe in that. I, I think you're going to be playing this app, using this app longer than I will be. I can see that. Um, I mean, you're still playing Destiny. Yeah. So. I've been off for the last like month or two, but the new expansion comes out in September. They just announced something really fun yesterday I'm excited for. Yeah, I haven't touched that game in like a year and a half. That's so. it. But with every expansion, people come back to it, and it's something I enjoy going back to. Even Pokemon Go, I, maybe I will take a break, and then they'll announce, oh, the Generation 2 Pokemon are available now. Go back and play some yeah. more. And suddenly it's a new wealth of life. All those Pokemon I couldn't evolve now can. Or all those, my area now has something other than fucking four billion drowsies. Mm. I always say Montreal, hashtag lousy with drowsy. Yeah. I guess the idea is that even if I wasn't playing the game, I believe I would still, I think I would still be not too against it. I think it's really as long as, and obviously you do hear these stories, but these stories are exceptional stories out of the probably millions of people who are, who are playing Pokemon Go right now, you have one or two main stories that everyone goes back to. The girl who found the dead body, uh, yeah. the, the, the guys who got mugged, and maybe some person has like an anecdotal story. My buddy's friend's cousin did this. But otherwise, you don't hear much. And it's just, this is a, it is a fad, like it or not. It's, it's cool, it's bringing people together, it's getting people out walking. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, by Christmas... 
of the people who are playing the app right now will not they don't it might be on their phone still they might check in every now and then but they will not be religiously following as they are now no and that's it and i know there are certain friends of mine who will likely stop i look at rob and rachel two of my neighbors i love playing with i told you what rob did to me when he took the gym from me that time yeah. i just get a 2 a.m text going hey prepare for trouble make it oh, double God. and then sends me a screenshot of him taking out my gym it was adorable also infuriating at 2 in the morning. <laughs> uh, but very fun. But this is a game I really enjoy. I'm having fun with it. It really yeah. is as close to the dream as 10-year-old Drew could have. Yeah. Of, you know, being able to go out and chase something rare. That's it. Uh, I look forward to that day where I'll be out, you know, the old port grabbing a bite to eat on my own on my walks. Seeing something really rare like a Dragonite or uh, an Aerodactyl and just hunting for it furiously, running into a few other strangers who are also doing the same and working together, finding in that intense moment trying to catch it. And That's just, it. And like I've, I've had smaller versions of that already with like an Eevee or like a, a Squirtle over here and it's, it's, it really feels good. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I don't think we, I don't think I have much, much left to say about this at this point, but it's really just live and let live. Yeah. If it's not your thing. That's Okay. I'm sorry the internet's plagued with it. The next Call of Duty will be out in a few months. You'll have that to compete with. Or the next scandal will come up and that'll be an issue. Or the next... uh, Something's gonna eventually overtake Pokemon Go. Facebook will sell Oculus Rift to Vive and that'll be the next big bullshit everyone deals with. It's the same with any other trend. At a certain point, it'll still be present in our lives, but it won't be the thing. For now, it's the thing. And whenever something's the thing... There's always going to be people who go against it, whether it's for just legitimate, like, you know, I just never identified with this, with this community, either when I was younger, when it first came out or now, or it's just people like this and I don't want people to be happy. So I'm going to be, you know, that guy who just tries to ruin everyone's day. That's it. If you're someone who isn't against it because you have no reason to and it's just not your thing... If you have a friend who's playing, or maybe if you're a parent and your kids are playing it, install and go on a walk and see. You go on a walk, you get your first Pokemon, you go, you know what? Yeah. Not for me. Uninstall it. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Maybe you find something fun. Maybe you like the thrill of catching. I mean, for me, it's, yes, catching the coolest Pokemon. Yes, having my favorites, but I also kind of want to get the whole 151. Yeah, I'd like to. I look forward to an event where I get a bunch of people together and catch something rare like a Zapdos or an Articuno. Yeah, I don't know. And even if you're not going to, like, you know, even if you don't want to install the game, just... I don't know. Uh, hang on. I'm going to find the tweet because um, our friend Ali retweeted this from somebody and I liked it um, because I think it makes it makes a lot of sense. And it's the one that I, I guess it summarizes my uh, my thoughts pretty well. I'm going to see if I can find it. It shouldn't be too far down, but it's something about like just. Well, while you look for it, yeah, I mean, keep going. again, to continue our lengthy summary of all this. The game is doing more good than bad, in my opinion. And again, that's my opinion. The news does bring up the more negative stories more frequently because they get more headlines. I mean, this yes. is the, the nature of media. If you can get people to click on your thing, you know, the article of president said a thing, everyone was okay with it, isn't going to draw as many clicks as president said the N-word live on TV, praying he never does or no, none of them ever do. But that's it. You're going to sell the story of the dead body found or the guy hit by a car or... The muggings, because they get clicks, yeah. they get people angry, they get people clicking. You're not going to sell the story of, oh, hey, uh, Central Park is seeing a 300% increase in average visitors. 
oh hey yeah um more murals and more art are being discovered in Seattle on average than they used to because people were playing Pokemon I, Go. I found the tweet. Oh, let's hear this tweet. Yes. Uh, so this is a tweet from at Frank Laro. Pretty pot. I don't know who this is. They're verified. They're, uh, okay, from Death Spells. Don't know what that is, but... I'm guessing a Banshee follows. Yeah, ba- it is a Banshee follows, I'm sure. But pretty much he says, all the horrendous acts we've collectively seen recently, and yet somehow we still have room on our hate spectrum for people who play Pokemon. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a bit, like... It's touching on the starving children fallacy where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, how can you feel bad? They're starving, starving children in Africa, but worse. But it's like, that's the same thing. It's the same thing for people who get angry, you know, during the holidays when people say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever. It's like, are we really getting angry at each other over how we choose to wish each other well? And it's the same thing here. Are we really getting angry at each other for how we choose to spend our free time? Yes. And how we choose to collaborate and communicate and cooperate with each other? That's it. Here we have a thing that is, like I said, doing, from what it seems, more good than bad, and people concentrate on the bad. Let's just say, you know what? Hey, people found a fun thing to do. It's no worse than what they've already been doing if they're already doing it. You know, it's a gamer playing another game. Also, they're going out for more walks. Someone who doesn't play video games now getting into video games. They're all positive things. Yeah. If you want to hate somebody, go follow uh, some stupid blogger who thinks women should be paid less than men. They're still out there. Let's go hate them. Yeah. Anti-vaccination people. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> you know, Islamophobes, homophobes. There's Xenophobes some, in general. There's so many things. people to dislike and to disapprove of. People playing Pokemon Go ranks pretty low on the list. Yeah. In my opinion. In fact, unless those people are, in fact, you know, homophobes, xenophobes, you know, uh, climate change deniers and such. Yeah, those mental people. Animal and child abusers. Yeah. But, you know, just... Hate them for doing those things, not for playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Okay, we've dragged on a bit. Even with editing, we're probably going to pass an hour today on this episode. Uh, So we'll do our usual sign-offs and say thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at at Thought and... At, at Ryan W. You know what's funny? We always do this at the end where every other podcast, and I mean, you must notice it too, every show starts with, hey, I'm so-and-so, and then everyone says their names. Right. We always do it at the end. Um, I think at this point, we're still at the point where people know who we are. At this, yeah, like the, the people listening to this podcast... Uh, know us on a personal level, no, usually. If or ever one day that. we become that big, super conglomerate, <laughs> um, maybe we'll change it up and introduce there ourselves at the beginning. But for now, I kind of like the just awkward, like... You randomly press record, and we're just we're already talking. I kind yeah, of, I guess. That, I that's feel like Nerdist Podcast is more like that. They do that a little better. Yeah, uh, a few of the comedy ones I follow do that better. Double thank you, Andrea. We love our art. You're the best. Yes. Continue awesome. making amazing animations and amazing drawings and amazing stuff. You are so good. Agreed. Uh, and again, her Twitter, uh, Airy Smiles, can be found in our logo as well. Yes. And uh, we will sign off. We will say goodbye. Good luck Pokemon hunting if you're one of those. Go catch a Blastoise. I fucking wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even come close to any of the starters evolutions except for War Turtle. Hey, this is us signing off. Signing off. God, I'm. Uh, 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 <laughs> you uh, don't uh, have to. You don't have I, to, I man. Think, it's I fine. Think I'm out of them. I don't. I don't know if there's any more sounds that could be created by the human body. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> there definitely are. <laughs> I don't want to go there. But uh, maybe I could play a song. Oh, this changing it up. In the double digits, Drew takes over for a little bit. Into like a barbershop quartet once. Speaking of which. Oh, so much more professional. Bye. We love you. We love you more. Nope. Damn it. Yes. Okay. Okay.